Bird. Now, Hamburger Jones, that's a that's a great name. It is. But there's some really good ones on this list. It is Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson with you here on this Thursday, December 21st. Appreciate you coming in, Johnny. A pleasure. Just like old times. That's right, exactly. We're going to be doing the exact same thing we normally would do on the last day we would have before Christmas. Just talk a bunch of Christmas bunch stuff. Of lazy topics. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Here for you to yeah. join in the conversation. Curl up and go to sleep. That's right. Before we get to that, though, yesterday was National Signing Day for oh. college football. And so Yahoo has put together the 2024 all-name team. These are kids that will be freshmen in college next year. And so we'll go through. They have the offensive side of the ball and the defense side of the ball. Here are some of the names that were signed yesterday. At quarterback for Ohio State, in the future, you'll get Air Noland. Air Noland. Yes. Uh, you also get Cutter Bowley oh, nice. from Kentucky. That's, that's a good a, football name. That's a quarterback, Cutter Bowley yeah. from Kentucky. Where else would he have gone? I'm getting out of his way. You you can't go to Harvard as Cutter Bowley. No, I'm sorry. you're right. I'm sorry. Who's the Harvard quarterback this year? Cutter Bowley? Yeah. No, who's Kentucky's quarterback? Cutter Bowley. Cutter Bowley, yeah. Uh, then you got uh, running back for Pitt, Jules Goff. Um, then you get to the offensive line. Here's one, an interesting first name. Walt Claire Flynn. Walt Claire. Walt Claire was his first name. Uh, then, uh, also on the offensive line, going to SMU, give it up for King Large. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> that's that's a perfect... That, there's no other position he could play than offensive line yeah. as King Large. Who being was his the, wasn't there a basketball player? What the heck was his name? There's World Be Free back in the day. Yeah. I remember World Be Free. And then Ron Artest became Meta know. World Peace yeah. at one point. I thought there was somebody called, like, uh, you know, really tall seven-footer or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't remember what his name was. King Large is also uh, up front <laughs> with Jack Small, who is oh. also a defensive lineman. Yeah. Then don't forget about John Wayne Oliver, who is off offensive lineman, and Fox Crater. Uh, wide receiver for Missouri will be James Madison. <laughs> Here's one I really like from Oregon State. Give it up for wide receiver Exodus Ayers. Exodus Ayers. Yes. Uh, and then here's, okay, from Mississippi State, San Frisco. Not San Francisco, just San Frisco McGee. Is San Frisco <laughs> McGee from Mississippi State wide receiver? Well, Once you, again, just call me San for short. Yeah, these are the all name the all named team for San the Frisco <laughs> McGee. I think that one's my favorite. Well, Not for a football player, but it's just it's just a funny name. It's like my, a weatherman or something. Exactly. Going over to San Frisco McGee. How's well, it going? <laughs> well, it's going to be thirty two degrees today, and looking over at the Frisco board, we're going to have a weekend full of flurries. Then you have back uh, to you, Chuck. <laughs> tight end Decker DeGraff. <laughs> Uh, Sire Gaines and Boo Carter. That's your offense all-name team. Boo Carter yes. is going to play football? For Tennessee, by the way. Boo Carter. Yeah, good old Boo Carter. This is the all-names uh. all team for the uh, 2024. Yeah, we got to bust out one of those key and peel bits. Oh, we really do, yeah. <laughs> uh, on defense, you have on the defensive line, you have Asiata Auckland from mm -hmm. Fresno, uh, Fresno State. Give it up for defensive tackle Legend Journey. Oh, wow. From Cal. That's a pretty you awesome know, name. They named that baby, and they knew something big was coming. Legend Journey is... Legend Journey. That is a freaking awesome name. Uh, but I don't know. The next one, Commodore Cole, also a pretty darn oh, good name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, then you have King Joseph Edwards is uh, the name. Then uh, Ty Cool Hill Lumen. 
Tycool Hill Lumen is another name for yeah. a defensive lineman. Uh, Eliza Rushing. Then you got Collage Cobbins. Isn't it interesting? <laughs> <laughs> He's a linebacker. Here's another good one. Rivals Legend Journey. Remington Roberts is going to be a linebacker at Florida Atlantic. Whenever I hear Remington, I just think Remington Steel. Right. But Remington Roberts. And you got Cruz Law, defensive back for Charlotte. Give it up for Kerry Grant, who will be playing defensive back for Charlotte. Uh, also playing defensive back, uh, Prince Williams. Then we have Willie Nelson at Oklahoma State. Miles Davis going to Texas A&M. And Isaiah Thomas going to the University of Miami. So there's your all-names team. And what's so interesting about it is, and I, I can't put my finger on what it is, but they sound like football players. Yes. Because there's a sound to baseball players' names, Correct. too. Yes. Yeah. You know, Mickey Mantle. Yeah. Roger Maris. Right. Those S- sound like... Skids cleats. Right, you know? exactly. Ty Cobb. Yeah. Those uh, are baseball players. But yeah, when you hear... Pretzel Pizzullo. <laughs> These baseball players? Yeah. When you hear Cutter Bowley or Boo Carter or Legend Journey, right. you're like, those are football players. Back in 1916, we had Mordecai Three Finger Brown. He pitched for the Cubs. Oh, did he? Yeah. And I think he actually had all five fingers. It was just Three Finger just happened to be a clever nickname for him. Yeah. Granny Hamner used to play. <laughs> Phenomenal Smith was uh, an early Ooh, baseball that, player. That's a really great name. Dizzy Dean, a big famous one. Exactly. Well, Dizzy and Daffy Dean. D- were the, and Daffy Dean, right. Yeah, they were the Dean brothers. Stubby Clap. See, those sound like baseball player names, right? Wait, no. Stubby, Stubby Clap. Played for the Cardinals in 2001. And then we in never, 2001? One year, and then we never heard from him again. So uh, in, the la- in the 21st century, Stubby, Stubby Clap. Clap. One year, one season, and he never played uh, baseball again. We didn't eradicate that with some type of vaccine. You don't want to get a case of the stubby clap. I don't remember Boof Bonzer with the Minnesota Twins. I do remember oh, Boof Bonzer. Okay. I remember Boof Bonzer. <laughs> remember Thad Bosley for the Cubs back See, in the day? These are baseball names. Yes. I love that. Yeah, I love that as well. So there's your all-name team. Uh, this- it is Mike Wimacher joined by Johnny Molson here on this Thursday, December 21st. Thanks for starting your morning with WMAY. And get ready. Lazy topics aplenty coming your way as we have a precursor to tomorrow's Ghost of Christmas Past show. We have Ghost of Christmas present <laughs> currently. Uh, coming up this hour, we'll talk about the best gift you ever received for Christmas. So think about that. We'll also do, we've talked a lot about worst songs, which is leading me to what we're about to listen to. Okay. Uh, but we'll talk best songs and also a story about a terrible secret Santa exchange at the end of this hour to look forward to as well. But earlier this week, we discussed your most cringe Christmas tunes. And one of the ones that was brought up by a listener was one I had never heard before. So I figured, what better way than for both of us to listen to it for the first time? Oh, sure. And give our thoughts. Let's all share this cringe together. Yes, exactly. And give our thoughts. Now, this gentleman said the song isn't terrible. It's just that his wife plays it over and over. May I introduce you now to be playing in the background here? And we will stop it down from time to time to give our thoughts. This is Thistlehair the Christmas Bear. (laughs) <laughs> from none other than Alabama. Oh, okay. So we'll we'll give our thoughts. A little slow to start. Not yeah. what I'm expecting from Alabama. Ooh. A little pan flute. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a little pan flute. The city's full of manger scenes And stores lit up in red and green But down the road just out of town There's more magic to be found Okay, okay. stop. So... 
All right. Okay. So, and this is kind of the standard sappy Christmas song scenario yes. is over here is the city of happy lights. Everything is nice and pretty. <laughs> right. And people are smiling and loving each other. But, but somewhere, somewhere else, another, another story is happening, <laughs> and I'm going to lead you into it. Out, just outside the city limits, there's something else going on. On the globe with holly trees and mistletoe. And in them woods there lives a bear. Known to all as this old hair. Okay. All right. What do you think came first in this particular scenario when writing oh. when writing the song? Was it okay, we have a Christmas bear and now we have to try to rhyme something with bear? Or was Thistlehair the original one? And then they're like, oh, I got a great name for a character for Christmas, Thistlehair. What can it be? Oh, yeah. There was a discussion of, hey, we need an adorable song about something adorable. Uh, we've already got Reindeer. We've already got Little Drummer Boy. We've already got... The, there's been a Christmas donkey already been there's, there. There's a partridge there's and a, a pear tree. There's a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> uh, and then they got to Bear. And then they said, well, now what do we call this bear? Thistle hair, the bear. <laughs> Christmas bear. <laughs> and you know what? That was the first idea. They, it didn't, was. they, didn't, even, they no. didn't even continue after that. No, they're like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. And nobody said, can we do a little better than that? No, no, that's the one. Use that one. <laughs> we can't use care at all because care bears will sue us. So we got to go with thistle hair. Yeah. So here we go. So just outside, you know, all, the Chris, uh, all the bright lights of the city, out where the mistletoe and the holly is, here's Thistle Hair, the Christmas bear. Oh, Thistle Hair, the Christmas bear, spreading the good news everywhere about Christmas time and what it means to all the children of the world, every little boy and girl out there. So hang on, is Thistle Hair a Seventh Day Adventist that is going around and telling, spreading the good news Appar of the gospel? Apparently, Thistle Hair is the person that you don't answer the door right. for on Saturday mornings coming by your house. Well, I'm Thistle Hair. I've got a pamphlet for you. <laughs> Would you like to subscribe to the Clock Tower? <laughs> I'm Thistle Hair. I need, I need more sign-ups. Yeah, that's what that sounds like to me. Thistle Hair. All right, we still have three more minutes of thistle hair, Does by the, the way. Does the bear die? I don't know. Does the bear kill a child? <laughs> Does anything... He mauls a hair. Or is this, just, is, is this, is this it? Is just a... I think it... Comes around this time of year. Picked up a little bit. Lots of Christmas cheer. Oh, yeah, you already told us Kids that. Kids all love his shiny coat and the smell of honey on his nose. She's like Winnie the Pooh. Has he been hanging out with Winnie the Pooh? Like I guess so. I mean, we're just kind of stealing from other bears now. He tells him all about the star and everything that it stands for. Far. <laughs> we have they to have a really near They didn't spend a lot of time writing this one. <laughs> no, they did not. Birthday we all celebrate is still our favorite holiday. Oh, give it to me. Oh, thistle hair, the Christmas bear, spreading the good news everywhere. Why is it a bear? Christmas time and what it means. Yeah. It makes no sense. Why is it a bear? It's a, it's a bear who's also a pastor. Every yes. Little boy and girl out there. He just goes yeah. around. I wouldn't. When does the ranger come out of the forest and <laughs> blast him, him with a shotgun? When's he get hit with a trank? Be like, <laughs> get enough, away from those kids. Enough thistle hair. <laughs> I've heard the good news. Enough thistle hair. Yeah. All right, I, we're two minutes. We're pot committed now. Find old thistle bear. There'll be 
Oh, oh no, oh no, oh no. I think Kissel Hair's about to die, don't you? The, the key change? No, I think that this is what's making me so mad about this, is it's not it's not turning. There's no, no. turn in the story. It's no. just it's just gonna be <laughs> yeah. at, at about a, a level C uh, of a story of it's a bear, it talks about Christmas, <laughs> and isn't that nice? Yes, he's spreading the cheer everywhere. And we, and we rhymed bear with something. Dances round the Christmas tree Every single New Year's Eve then he and all his furry friends gather around the fire again and sing about those angel wings. Yeah. Gifts of love. He's Christmas just a pastor. Yeah. Hair is the bear no one wants to hang out with. Oh, you know what, Alabama? You know, you know why he goes to the people to spread the good news everywhere? Because none of the woodland creatures can stand thistle hair. Yeah. They're like he's so damn preachy. Well. I think we know that, you know, deer and raccoons are all Jewish. I don't know what that means. <laughs> and they also hate bears because bears eat. Oh. oh. All right. How are we going to bring it home? This is going to be the last little bit right here. Oh, the kids. Out of words to sing. Now we're just going to say la, 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 ling. They couldn't think of anything else at the end? <laughs> now I'm just going to cut out the music, just have a kid's choir at the end? Oh, God. No wonder this makes you cringe, caller. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. One not to play ever again, Thistle Hair, The Christmas Bear Damn. by Alabama. That was even worse than I thought. Yeah. I had kind of high hopes. Like, you know, we had the uh, puny poinsettia someone had a while back that was from Elmo and Patsy. Right. That was kind of somewhat. Little Clinker was another funny one from Tennessee Ernie Ford. I had high hopes for Thistle Hair, the Christmas Bear, but they just phoned that one in. And I'm not a, I'm not a big country fan, but I can appreciate Alabama. Usually where they, they, yeah, yeah, the harmonies and everything harmonies else. harmonies and good, uh, good little uh, toe tappers. Uh, and they there. just, they limped that one into the recording studio and just oh. like. Here you go. Yeah, here's Thistle. I think they were obligated. It was like part of their contract. Well, they. I, I think what happened is they had like a few really good classics because a whole Christmas album, and they said we need two more boys. Yeah. And there you go. I don't know. Thistle hair, the Christmas bear. Do it. Get in there and sing <laughs> exactly, it. Exactly. We don't have any words yet. Make it up as you go, go along. along. And you know what? I ran out uh, of words. I don't care. La 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 la. Jesus la, la, is la. nice. And Who, who's, whose kids are around? Bring them in. La yeah. la 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 la. Yeah, there they were, we go. They, Alabama was taking their grandkids to yeah. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese or something, and they pulled in and said, "Here, just sing this." Yeah, it's based on. Can a, you say la? Can you say la la la? Yeah, never. a palette after thistle hair. I don't yeah. want to see my I mean, this is a really good country Christmas. Yeah, John Denver knows what he's doing. Yes. This is a good sing-along. A classic, a staple. I don't want to see my mama cry. I like how violent this gets, too. Doesn't oh, yeah. Doesn't he slug her in the face or something? No, he falls. He falls into the Christmas tree. Oh, that's well, here it comes right now. Now I'm almost eight, as you can see. Here it comes. Wait for it. You came home a quarter past eleven and fell down underneath our Christmas tree. Everybody! Please, 
sing along. I want carolers to go around the neighborhood singing this one. I don't want to see my mama cry. So there you go. That's a good one right there. Yeah, and if you don't have somebody in your family who has done that on Christmas, then you're the drunk. Very true. You know, if you yeah. can't name somebody, somebody it's probably it. you. If you haven't seen a family member passed out on the Christmas tree, <laughs> check the family photos because there's probably one of you doing it. Yes, exactly. It is Mike and Molson with you here on this Thursday, December 21st, 217-629-7970. Join in the Christmas conversation. Uh, we're going to talk best gift right now. Oh, okay. So think about what is the best gift, whether it be as a kid or as an adult, what is one of the best gifts you've ever received for Christmas at 217-629-7970? I've said it before, like for me, there's a couple of them. The two biggest ones that come to mind for me were the year I turned the corner, like walked down the hallway and we never, my parents ever wrapped our presents or pardon me, Santa never wrapped the presents. Just dumped them there on the floor yeah, just and dumped left. Them there. Yeah, exactly. And I saw as I normally I would make a beeline to the stock, the, the, the stockings, I would, I would do those first. Uh, and then I would look at the Christmas tree, but I saw something bigger than normal underneath the tree and it was castle gray skull oh nice so i had the full castle gray skull play set for he-man and i about lost it i was just like oh my god oh my god oh my That's god That's a pretty cool game. it's castle gray skull uh it was that one and the year when i got a nintendo when you the original nintendo like that was like Holy crap. Boy, and that first day of busting that thing out and playing Mario or whatever you were playing, Duck Hunt. Yes. Uh, I mean, it was a marathon. Yeah. You oh, could yeah. not pull anybody away from that thing. No, no. And it was like, and the family would come over too, and they would play it. And yeah. then I remember years later when my, my cousin's like eight years younger than me, and he got one a little bit later. But when he got his, they had the... Um, Track and field where you run on the pad sure. or whatever. So I remember going over there and it's just like, you had a full workout. Like you actually did a decathlon because you have to run and then jump and run and jump yeah. and run and jump and everything else. But you're right. It would be hours upon hours upon hours playing that thing. Did you ever get a gift that you were really excited about getting? You know, you asked for it and boy, there it is. And then it didn't really pay out or pan out the way you thought it would. Oof. Mine was a harmonica. <laughs> you aimed high. For some reason, I went, you, you, I went nuts for a harmonica. I want a harmonica. I want to learn how to play the harmonica. I'm going to be that guy at the party with the, you know, doo -doo 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 -doo. Yeah, sitting around the campfire. Wah, 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 wah. Um, and I got it. It was awesome. And I, I never learned how to play it. I, like, blew in it a couple of times and, you know, did, went up and down the scales. Uh, you never learned a single song but it, it? never. But it's like it just didn't. It was like. It didn't pay out like I thought it would. The, the dream that I had of the harmonica was not the reality of the harmonica. 217-629-7970, the phone number. Your best gift or if you have a gift that you thought was going to be great that ended up not being so much. It's interesting you say that because a couple of years ago, uh, the father-in-law wanted to learn how to play the fiddle. Mm. And so we got him a fiddle, and it's never, I don't think, ever gotten out of the actual case. Hi, you're on WMAY. Hey, guys, good morning. Hey, I was listening uh, earlier when you were uh, uh, trying fruitcake for the first time, and, Mike, you were going through the ingredients of the fruitcake. Yes. And one of the ingredients is propylene glycol. Do you guys happen to know what propylene gly glycol is mainly used for? It's to put in tractors as fuel. 
Uh, actually, it's, it's aircraft de-icing fluid. Oh, oh okay. good, good. Well, I'm, I'm glad that the fruitcake will never freeze then. That's funny. <laughs> wow. Guys, have Isn't a Merry Christmas. Thank you, you too. Merry Christmas. Thank That's, you for uh, that. I'm not surprised. But I'm man. not surprised either. That's why it's able to stay so long because yeah. it's got that in there. 217-629-7970. If you have a gift store you would like to share. I, I'm trying to think of one that I was disappointed in. The, the thing about G.I. Joe like vehicles is they look really cool on TV when the kids are playing with them but then you get them in your possession and realize you should read the small print of like they don't drive themselves yeah they don't do this like they don't actually fire lasers or anything you get them and you start putting your your GI Joe figures in it and they're driving around and you're like well, it's not any different than if I just was playing with G.I. Joe. That was a toy that I was really geeked about when I when I got it. I was I was well, here's the thing. I was geeked about it. I found it before Christmas. Oh, okay. So I knew it was coming. And so I had to pretend and do an Oscar winning performance. Oh my God. Of, Whoa. Um but it was a it was a space blaster. Ooh, that just sounds fun. I know, um, and it would project something up on the wall, and you would you would shoot light at it, and it would you know it's oh, like an arcade thing. Uh huh. But on the commercial, it shows this animated screen like in Star Wars. Oh, like uh, you're flying. Okay, lo- like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was like okay, we'll lock in on target, stay yeah, on target, stay on target, stay uh, on target. And it, it was just a decal. It didn't do anything. What? Yeah. And so in my head, I thought I had this amazing oh. radar turret thing, and it was just like this little box. And oh, I played with it a lot. That's disappointing. Uh, did you ever have a situation? I know we got news to get to, but did you ever ever have a situation where there was a gift that you got? that you weren't really thinking that much of but that ended up enjoying much more than you thought you would. Right, yeah. That happened to me with Nerf fencing. Oh, yeah. We got Nerf fencing for Christmas. It was one. Of, it was like put in the middle of the Christmas tree, so it was like there was two, you know, obviously swords for the Nerf fencing, and so it was kind of a combination gift for my sister and, and me, and I was like, oh, Nerf fencing, how much fun could that be? Dude. And good Lord, it was like hours of fun. It's like trying to figure out, you know, you had to poke the there's the little things that would be knocked down yeah. at the hand at the handle of the of the sword and it was so much fun it was like hours upon hours like my dad would just sit on the couch and play against us because he didn't have to move much and it was so much fun has, has nerf ever had a clunker nerf always seems to get it right you're not wrong nerf is always fun yeah even if it's the basketball hoop on the door. That's great. Or shooting a dart uh, the, the yeah, bounces <laughs> off your head. Right, exactly. Uh, everything Nerf makes is really solid. Even Nerf. It's not a big, it's not a big toy product, but, man, nobody is, nobody is bummed when they get a Nerf something. That's true. Even Nerf uh, indoor mini golf was uh, something we got one year, and that was fun, too. There we go. It's a fun time. Oh, yeah. It is a fun time every December. It is also a joy month. I like this holiday. It's a joy a month. Merry Christmas. Merry this Wesley Willis. And you'll hear more. You'll hear this song in its entirety tomorrow during the Ghost of Christmas Pass. But it just gets me in the mood. Christmas is a fun time to get gifts. People stay home for the holidays. They spend time with their children. That's what it is all about. Yes. So, yes, you can hear more of that tomorrow. But 217-629-7970, Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson with you here on this Thursday, December 21st. We've talked about cringe songs. We played Thistlehair, the Christmas Bear. But what are your go-to Christmas songs as far as, you know, whether it be traditional, maybe kind of off the wall, but what are those ones that you have to hear? 
for it to be Christmas at 217-629-7970. I'm going to say it, and I'm going to buck the trend. Uh, I have no problem with Wham or Mariah Carey. Really? Don't bother me at all. Huh. I actually kind of like hearing them. So, have you heard of Whamageddon? Yes. Okay, but you 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 would not partake in that at Don't all. Don't care. You want you want as much Wham last not Christmas as, as much. But okay. I just, when I hear it, it's like, oh, cool, Christmas time. I just it doesn't it, does, it doesn't bother me. I I, I find I, it pleasant. I'm with you on Mariah Carey. To be quite Mariah honest with Carey, you, I, that's a good song. Yeah, I, I mean, you can't deny yeah. how catchy it is and what how good she does a job of singing that song. So yeah, I I don't have a problem with those. But two one seven six two nine seven nine. 70. Your favorite Christmas songs. What do you have to hear? What are your go-to Christmas albums? I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I love Burl Ives' Holly Jolly Christmas. Oh, yeah. So many other people have tried to do that song, and they do it with varying success. But there is nothing... If you're of a certain age growing up... I would say of a certain age. Rudolph still gets played on freaking network yeah. television. So there's something about the way Burl Ives sings Holly Jolly Christmas. Only one Burl. Yeah, exactly. Even He even makes Silver and Gold tolerable, oh, yeah. oh, which yeah. is not a great song, to be no, quite honest right with you. That. You're right it's, about it's that. Not, it's not very good. Uh, I'm glad, speaking of the Rankin Bass stuff. Um, oh, we'll rank those. We'll rank that bass later on. Yeah. Um, Mr. Heat Miser and Snow Miser. That is a slamming song. Oh, that one slaps. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it does, as the kids say. Yes, it does. That one slaps. Uh, that's a great song. Yeah, here's a little uh, Burl Ives, I think, yeah. a little Burl Ives action going on, if we can get to it. He's got a cool name, too. Exactly. Wait, wait for Burl's dulcet tones to hit. Ready? I mean, come on. Yeah. It's the best time Hot take. of the year. I'm not, I'm not, know you know, once you last week talked about how Andy Williams isn't year. your favorite, mm-hmm. I, I re-listened to some of those. I don't think you're wrong on that one. Yeah. Andy, Andy Williams gets a lot of love for Christmas, but there's there's nothing particularly great about Andy Williams. No, no. You know who yeah, else? I mean, yeah, I mean, this uh, Burl puts Andy Williams to shame. Oh, yeah. What, what, what was Burl Ives? What did he, what was his job? A what, did, what did he do for a living? Storyteller, singer. I guess. Act, was, did he ever act in every, anything where, like, he was an actor playing a role? I mean, I mean granted, he played the snowman in, in Rudolph. But. Wikipedia lists him as an American musician, singer, and actor with a career spanning more than six decades. But can you name anything else Burl Ives was in besides Rudolph? Um, but 217-629-7970, what are some of your favorite Christmas tunes? Born here in Illinois in Hunt County, County, I'm sorry, Hunt City, unincorporated Jasper County, Illinois. Oh, wow. No clue where either uh, yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Is. I have no idea what the, all that's about. But, uh... But, yeah, I don't know what Burl really did for a living. He was an actor. You know who? Another hot In take. what? Besides Rudolph? I, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't that's know. That's his voice. Yes. I don't know what else he was actually in. You know who else bugs me? <laughs> I mean, I know, I know we're supposed to be doing your favorite Christmas songs. But you know who is not as great as, I think, as people make him out there? Johnny Mathis sings so weird to me. 
His timber of his voice. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing with your voice, right. Johnny? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, no, I, I know I know what you're talking about. There are you know? some there are some songs, chances are, beautiful song, really solid. Uh, Misty, fantastic. Uh, but yeah, there are some songs where he just hits it hits it weird and you go, ah, I'm not getting into this. Yeah, no. I, so here's an entire Johnny Mathis Christmas album. And uh, yeah, Sleigh Ride should be a jaunty number. But he makes it weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling, Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. You know, outside and, the I mean, not to not to bum the segment out here, but he was he was of those he was of that era of musicians where he was encouraged. To sound whiter. Yeah, that's you know, true. They, that may they, be, and yeah. They, and they straightened his hair. And yeah, all the, that's you know, true. When you that, look at some of those old films, you go, I think I know what's going on here. Yeah, Whereas that's like, true. The only way for you to cross over is it's to, to not, do this. Don't, don't be so black. <laughs> yeah, don't do that thing. Yeah. Hi, you're on WMAY. Cat on a hot tin roof. That's what Burl Ives was. That's right. Oh, he, he was, was in, in that? Okay. He was in that. With, okay. Uh, and that, that was, Paul a, Newman. I mean, hey, that's a big movie. That was a. That is. That is. So he lived yeah, off. But, uh, go ahead. We just went to uh, Eastern Illinois University a week or so ago, and they've got one of the buildings named after him over there. That was his alma mater. Yeah. He attended there, yeah. Uh, yeah, got to go. Love your show. Thanks. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. Burl Ives, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, yeah. two of his biggest ones. But it's, but it's one of those things where everybody knows Burl Ives, but if you said... Where have you seen Burl Ives? You go, I don't know. I just know Burl I-, I just know he exists. He was, he was a snowman, right? He was, that, exactly. He was he a was guy. He was just Burl. Yeah, he was Burl. And he just walked around being <laughs> Burl. He was a professional Burl. Hi, you're on WMAY. <laughs> hey, I've got the Burl Ives CDs, so I can't say anything, okay? Okay. I'm with you on that one. So, but, but, you had, no, but you bought one uh, of the CDs. I've, so. I've got a not one of them. <laughs> yeah, I know CDs, right? Yes. Anyway... Uh, I break out the Brian Setzer. Oh, dude, good call. Good call yeah. on that one. Yeah. I break out. I break out. There's a guitarist named Gary Hoey. Yes, yeah. And uh, you should listen to his Twelve Days of Christmas, and I've, he's got three Christmas CDs out. I put those in. My wife actually loves those. They go on like permanent rotation. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good call. That, yeah, that's a good call with the Gary Hoey, and also the one that you find that the wife actually likes as well. Yeah, post Stray Cats, Brian Setzer, pretty. I mean, Stray Cats were great. Yeah, uh, but Brian Setzer, uh, when he uh, put his orchestra together, it was just really good, solid stuff. I that's played. A good call. I played. Good call. Uh, I played a little bit yesterday. Um, Reverend Horton <laughs> Heat also is really good. I'm sorry, his his full name was Burl Ickle Ivanhoe Ives. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Say that again for me, real quick. <laughs> he had four. Names: Burl, Ickle, Ivanhoe, Ivanhoe Ives. Ives. Wow, yeah. that's a lot going on there. That's what, and he was profe- he was Burl. That's what he did for a living. He was, he was Burl. He's a professional Burl. <laughs> Good on him. Here is another one, real quick, before we uh, go to this news break that I think you want to add to your rotation that slaps. You mentioned Mr. Heatmiser. Yeah. Have you ever heard this particular version of it? If the ads will stop playing. This, um, Big Bad Voodoo, Eddie. Big Bad Voodoo. Yeah. This is a, yeah. Yeah, they took an awesome song and just took it to the hilt. Oh, they're revving it up. I'll miss the white Christmas. I'll 
entire Christmas album that's really, really good. So, appreciate the phone calls. We will take a break. We come back. Why do you, why do people still continue to partake in Secret Santa? Oh, my God. Because I have a... St- Ryan Setzer Orchestra right here. a great job of that. Yeah. Really, this versus Mannheim Steamroller. And uh, if you walk into a party this is playing or Mannheim Steamroller is playing, which party is staying in? Which party are you going to maybe have a little uh, mistletoe fun at? Absolutely. To be honest with you, you're walking out of that Mannheim Steamroller. By the way, if you want a really good version and we will play it next hour, nothing like Lemmy singing this song. Oh or, my gosh, I don't think I've ever heard that. you never heard Lemmy sing Run Run Rudolph? <laughs> oh, we'll get to that next hour then. <laughs> Lemmy cracks me up. Yeah, so you'll hear Motorhead's version yeah. of Run Run Rudolph later on in the program. It is Mike Wimacher alongside Johnny Molson with you here on this Thursday, December 21st, doing a Christmas Spectacular, uh, because tomorrow will be a best of. It'll be the Ghosts of Christmas Past special. Um, Secret Santa's at the office place. Why do why do people sign up for these? And 217-629-7970, please, I will take calls on any that actually worked out in your favor. And I'll, I'll be, we'll be waiting until 9 a.m. to get yeah. that phone call. <laughs> so here's a story about a gentleman. He went to... Uh, the internet to share this story. Wouldn't identify himself because basically he just didn't want people to know where he worked, but he says he will not be participating in Secret Santa going forward. Good for him. Uh, He said on TikTok, I will not be participating in Secret Santa anymore at any job, any workplace ever again. Here's what transpired. He explained how everyone at his job was supposed to bring a gift, adding that he went all out for this Secret Santa assignment. He goes, I put Christmas lights on the bag, Santa paper. I had all kind of stocking stuffers in the bag. I put bells in the bag. The lady that I got, I went above and beyond. So he went full Christmas. Sure. Christmas threw up in this bag that he had. He goes, it's Christmas time. Some people don't even get a gift uh, and secret Santa. Sometimes that person may just get that one gift. So I make sure I always go above and beyond. So he's really kind of patting himself on the back. And Secret there. Santa is the one where you pick a random name. Yes. But they don't they don't know it's you. Yeah, there's there's Secret Santa Secret Santa's terrible. White elephant, not as bad. Yeah. The white elephant, if you have the right group of people, yeah. can be kind of fun. Yeah. If it's just don't involve don't involve anything having to do with coworkers. And I, yeah, it's I never it's never going to be good. I refused to ever do a secret Santa here. Period. End of story. Yeah. I know you got suckered in a couple times because people sweet talked you. Yeah, it never works out the way you want it to. No, no, not at all, not at all. So he then adds that everybody's instructed to put their bags down on the shelves before he was told that a secret Santa didn't come into work and he would receive his gift another day. So everyone puts their bag down, and his the person who drew his name. Sorry, not here today. They're homesick. Whiffed it. Okay. Yeah, you'll, you'll get your gift at some other point. The annoyed worker revealed he eventually received a handful of assorted mini chocolates. Oh, my gosh. Because 
<laughs> he goes, I get to work today. I get my gift, y'all. She hands me my gift. I open it up, and this is what I have. Now, mind you, the limit was 25 bucks. He goes, now I know Reese's, I know Reese's Hershey's, and Mr. Goodbar can be kind of expensive, uh, but I said, $25? Well, maybe she sent a little bit of money on the bow and the box because the box was kind of fancy, but inside was mini Mr. Goodbar, mini Reese's Pieces, and mini and just Hershey Kisses. Probably left over from Halloween. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Golly. See, and that's, and that's, the, that's, that's what's so goofed about it is... You get someone's name who either you don't like. Correct. Uh, Usually that, what that's, happens. That's the most likely one. Or you don't really know. You know, you, you, yeah, you don't know them passing more in the than, hallway. Yeah, yeah. You don't know them very well. So there's nothing. You can't think, oh, this person would really dig this. Is it? Is it perpetuated because... Higher-ups believe it will increase morale yes. somehow. Like, oh, this is going to be great, and we all get to know each other a little bit better, and ooh, Secret Santa. It, it, anything outside of Secret Santa at school. Remember when you had to do Secret Santa at school? That yeah. kind of worked because it did facilitate maybe getting to know a kid that you didn't really know real well in class. But it was easy. It's like a toy is a toy is a toy, yeah. right? When you get to adulthood... To have to to try to figure out what to purchase for someone that you can't stand at work, it's just it's goofed. Yeah. Nothing. It's like I said, phone lines were ringing right now. Right. I'm wondering if it's actually a decent Secret Santa experience or not. Hi, you're on WMAY. Morning, gentlemen. Hey. So, Johnny, not everybody's going to want Portuguese clown rodeo tickets. Any, <laughs> anyway, um, but for Secret Santa, for our work, we we've already decided never to do it ever. Oh, perfect. So. But the, the major bonus, and it's the gift that keeps on giving all the guys that I work work with mm -hmm. and that are in my, my team, they're the guys that your wife wouldn't want you to hang out with. Oh, perfect. So you get those <laughs> so, gifts. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you would. But, again, we're the gift that keeps on giving. So every day we're just making fun of each other or, you know, just ragging on e each other or anything like that. I actually got my coworker a – Ad advent ca calendar, and every day was just a picture of the, mi the middle finger. <laughs> That's so funny. That is fantastic. And, but cri Christmas, it was it was different because it was four of them. Perfect, <laughs> perfect. That is awesome. I, I love the phone call. Appreciate that. Two one seven six. That's a kind of advent calendar. Now, see, I'm glad that they decided no secret Santa. Yeah. And just if you want to give a gift, that's fine. I'm not saying you can't give a gift to someone at your workplace, but the secret Santa stuff needs to go away. Hi, you're on WMAY. So if you do secret Santa right in an office, there is a form that is handed out for those that want to participate with ideas of what that person likes and then there is a oh. amount that you set so then it's not like a surprise right so you kind of tell them a little bit maybe about you what your likes dislikes are or specific items that you want okay. that sounds like just an insane white elephant gift exchange with the name of secret santa on it things i want to get rid of <laughs> and here you go that's an interesting approach. Yeah, that I is, guess I, 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 I appreciate would, I would the feel weird, call. though, saying I'm in this, and by the way... Here's I, what I would like. Yeah, I need a gift card for an oil change or something. <laughs> I mean, it just, it just seems weird to ask for stuff. Well, you know what we usually get around here all the time, and right. I'm, I'm sad we don't. We usually get a car wash token. 
That's that's usually that's usually the gift we get. That's usually the bonus that we get every year. We had a barrel of those things for a long time. I don't even walk by and grab one. Exactly. And I'm I'm a little sad. I'm a little sad we didn't get one of those this year as a as a wonderful Christmas bonus. But I like that idea. If you're gonna do it, but you're right. I would feel awkward being like basically I'm writing my Santa list Uh to Bob and accounting. Yeah. Tiny Tim needs a new crutch. And please pay for it there, Bruce. Yeah. And HR. And even even if for a day it does some sort of camaraderie thing, it's evaporated. It is Mike and Molson with you here on this Thursday morning, last hour of the program. Still to come, we're going to rank Rankin and Bass specials. Oh, good, yeah. We'll do that. We'll also, we talked about best gift last hour. We're going to talk about your worst gift coming up. But before we do all that, you had said you had never heard this gem of a version of Run Run Rudolph. This is Lemmy from Motorhead with Dave Grohl in the background as as well. I have no idea. Just that growl that San- that Lemmy has. Lemmy cracked me up just because I-, I could never tell. It was almost like he was doing it as a gag, but the but the fans f- but, right, saw yeah, him yeah. as a hard rocker. And I-, I don't know if that's true or not, but it always felt like that. It kind of does. Wait till he gets to the verses. This, by the way, on the We Wish You a Metal Christmas album. I want Santa to sound like Lemmy. Lemmy always sounded like he had just smoked eight pack of cigarettes and down two fifths of Jack Daniels. And you just woke him up. Exactly. <laughs> Get in the studio, Lem. I got it. This is Rock Run Rudolph. It's one of my favorites to listen to. He was great. Yeah, I love Lemmy. <laughs> he was great. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. We'll take a quick departure from Christmas stuff for an important news bulletin, as Slim Jim has some breaking news. It's custom car called, quote-unquote, Fast Meat has been stolen. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's not a publicity stunt. The makers of the meat stack say the vehicle was stolen in L.A. while I was in town for a video shoot with WWE. Someone stole Fast Meat. So you say it's a custom car, so it's not a... They say, we continue to work closely with the authorities, and we ask anyone if they spot it to report to the LAPD. How can you miss it? If you've not seen a picture of fast meat... I need to look that up. Uh, it's basically an entire, like, stock car just covered in Slim Jim advertising. Okay. It says the company is known for having a chaotic sense of humor and often gives viral for ridiculous stunts or tongue-in-cheek promotions, but says the car really was stolen. We wow. are, Really, this we mean it. Fast meat has been lost by Slim Jim. I, I just... I. 
just went to fastmeat.com. And Don't it, do it that. It is not no, anything no, to no, do with no, Slim Jim. No, make sure you put Slim Jim Fast Meat okay. first before you just go to fastmeat.com. different. Yeah, that's going to oh, get you into trouble. Virus. Oh, son of a biscuit. Yeah, according to police reporter, it was reported uh, stolen a week ago, but we're just hearing about it now. A company says the vehicle was customized by, quote, one of Hollywood's most iconic custom auto shops. It features including a one-of-a-kind Slim Jim dispenser in the glove box stocked with Slim Jim meat sticks. Is 911 going to take you seriously when you say, I just spotted fast meat? I know where fast meat is. That's, they, pro- that's why they can't get it back. It's, pr- it's probably been reported a dozen times, and the 911 operator hangs up. There's been a lot of arre- arrests for prostitution, yeah. but not founding a fast meet. If you call, I just saw fast meet on the highway. Sir, it is a felony to call 911 and prank. Please do not do that. We, we got a hot tip. You can't say, too, I got a hot tip hot about tip fast, meat. fast meat. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get arrested. Please sir. stop playing with the telephone, sir. Please, sir. You're 12 years old. Are your parents at home talking about <laughs> the hot tip for fast meat? There are real emergencies going on right now, and you're preventing us from getting to them. Click. All, all because of your fast meat fixation. Do we so. have any leads on fast meat? Oh, <laughs> we did get a couple calls. We did get one tip on fast meat, but it was just a tip. We couldn't actually find the full meat afterwards. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we'll take a break. Before this gets any worse and we get uh, FCC fine, we'll take a break for news. We come back. Think about the worst gift. You talk about disappointing gifts. Yeah. Maybe the worst gift or most disappointing you gift uh, gift you receive for Christmas. Because there there is an age where your parents... Re- Wait for it. It's the Mandalorian theme. Mixed with Carol the Bells. That's pretty cool. There's an entire, like, uh, Samuel Kim music. He did a whole thing where he took a bunch of the Star Wars themes and then layered Carol of the Bells over it. Oh, it's always Carol of the Bells? Yeah. That's funny. Carol of the Bells is a good song. It is a good one. It is Mike and Molson with you here on WMAY. 217-629-7970. Kind of a... Christmas Spectacular, we're kind of doing just lazy sure. stuff because most people are checked out uh, at this point. A lot of people are going to be doing some traveling. Tomorrow on the program will be a Ghost of Christmas Past special. We will have past segments from Mike and Molson. By the way, Mike and Molson, Too Good for Radio podcast. New episode will drop on Friday, and we'll have uh, bonus episodes. We'll probably put this together and maybe drop it on Christmas Day as Woo-hoo! well. Yeah, it's a little Christmas gift for you if you missed any par- portion of the program today. Worst Christmas gift at 217-629-7970. Or we, you talked about a disappointed Christmas gift, something you were excited for that ended up being disappointing. Yeah. But was there ever one that you got that you were just like, why did you get this for me in the first place? At 217-629-7970. I know it's a thought that counts. Yeah. But we all have gotten at least once in our lives of, why. and I'm not talking about socks or underwear or anything yeah. like that, like the functional gifts. I'm talking about one that you're just like, a relative gave you, and you're like, you have no idea what I like anymore. But do you have a, 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 one of those? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. There was, uh, it was the it was the last time that uh, my aunt and godfather sent me a present for my birthday, uh, or maybe it was Christmas. Um, and it was it, it was it was one of those things where 
they, because I was right at that weird age, like 12, 13, where it's like, I don't want toys, I want right, something yes. cool, you know, and so, I don't know, they sent me like a crayon set or some, oh. some sort of spirograph thing or something that just didn't didn't hit the mark uh, for, a, for a 12-year-old, uh, and I feel bad now uh, for, yeah, for not liking but, it. But at the time, you just... But it just, it was kind of a swing and a miss. Uh, we, had, we had this discussion, 217-629-7970, some, some bad gifts you may have received. We had this discussion earlier this week about gift cards, right? And my mom always felt gift cards were verboten. Yeah. Like, it was very impersonal. So, even when I became, you know, a young adult, she would still refuse the gift cards. Even though I, you know, moved, I was living on my own, everything else, you know, I didn't really need stuff, per se. And she just took glimpses of things that I that I liked and then tried to purchase a gift for me and I'll never forget to this day because it's at a goodwill somewhere and I know I shouldn't have done that but (laughs) there was a situation that arose that my mom basically knew that I liked the Lord of the Rings movies and she went and ran with that and I don't know where she found this if you know me I have never worn a watch I've never had a watch. I've, she should know that growing up, I just didn't wear a watch. And now we have their phones, tell the time and everything else. This was before I had a smartphone. And what she purchased was a golden pocket watch oh. that had Gandalf on it. <laughs> so it was this gold beacon of nerdness. Wow. A pocket watch. Yes. Of I don't know whether she thought it was going to be a collector's item to cherish forever. Did she really picture you with right. a watch in your pocket and a little chain across your stomach? I mean, I wore the chain wallet, obviously. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what it was. So, maybe that's what it was. So, so I wear the chain wallet still to this day. It. I invited it upon myself. But I was like, come on now. Are are you kidding me with this golden beacon of nerdiness? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? And it was, and it's one of those things of you try your hardest because I know it is better to give than to receive and all that kind of stuff or whatever. And it's the thought that counts. But the look on my face just gave it away when I opened it up. I was just like, "What are you doing? Like, save yourself some money. Don't don't just buy stuff to buy stuff." Or have you ever received something? that is a confusing gift. You know, I don't know, it's a novelty gift or it's something that you just, you look at it and you go, I can't make out exactly what this is. And the person has to say, it's one of these. Oh, yeah. You know? I had that before too. And it's so, and, and you know, you go back to when you were a kid, we were talking about getting underwear or socks or a sweater or something. And that was always, that was always a really tough acting job too. It was. Because you had to go, oh, nice. And, and kind of spend as much time with a sweater as you're going to spend with your Nintendo. <sighs> yeah. Like, oh, this is, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll get a lot of uh, use out of this. You know that. I'm going to run and try it on right now. Yeah. I never thought about that. And 217-629-7970, if you have any stories to share like that. I never thought of, thought of that, but you're right. Like when you were going through and you have, inevitably you would have that relative that always was the close relative. Yeah. So you knew it was coming, but to your point, you couldn't just open it and go, oh, nice, you, and then throw it to the next one because you knew a toy was coming up next. You always had to do the thing. You're right. Of hold, Oh, hold it up. Show it to everybody. Yeah, oh, look, gush, at this, yeah. look at this sweater. Oh, my God. That's the nicest sweater. We can't. And then inevitably you would only wear it around that person. Right? Did you ever have that article of clothing that you would get for Christmas of like, sure. 
you would get in the car after you would collect all the gifts. You get in the car and you would just be like, uh, and then your mom would be like, you don't have to wear it unless so and so is coming to dinner. And then then you would have to remember that sweater because Aunt's coming over, Aunt Pearl's coming over for dinner again. So put on that sweater she got you for Christmas. You're like, oh God, why do I have to do that? That was yeah. awful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that that was that was not the most fun thing. I, I always felt bad for my old man when it came to Christmas. Because that, that, when when kids enter the equation, I, you basically you become a secondary part of gift giving. Uh-huh. I feel like it's you know, and, and that's the right way. That's the way it's supposed to be, right? Once you hit a certain age, it's not about you for Christmas. But my dad got from my from my mom's mom. He got the same gift for damn near the all I can remember. <laughs> he always got monogrammed hankies. And a bo- and like a, a thing of cashews. Was your dad a hanky guy? My dad was a hanky guy. Ooh. Yeah, it, it would be. It was bad. Like I don't know why that was a thing that people did. Yeah. Because like inevitably we'd be in like you know he would get the new hankies like oh gee thanks Clem you know a hanky and some cashews or whatever maybe a book that he liked mm-hmm. inevitably he then bust out that hanky be like and have it for you know midnight mass. And if you had a sniffle, here. Air, wipe you, your nose. Yeah. And, and, all... and, 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 and like no more than like five <laughs> minutes, no more than like two minutes earlier, I had heard him right. like an elephant in church bellow out. <laughs> yeah. And then put it back in his pocket. And then uh. I would have the sniffles here. No. God. No here. You don't share it. First of all, hankies are gross. But I'll. you don't share the yeah. hanky. And if anybody ever questions again where mutant viruses come from, when that's how we used to behave, yes, between, of course, between that and the equivalent, even worse than the hanky, and I'm glad they got rid of it. Remember back in the day when you use a public restroom and they just had the towel that would continue to reverse upon itself? Yeah. It was just cloth that would go through it. You go, huh, and you try to like find a somewhat non-wet or clean area to wipe your hands. And I, I, I went on a rant about this once before, and somebody insisted that it's just a one-way loop uh, that goes... But, but I, I don't a believe one, that. No, no a one-way loop? What, that they, then it would stop and you couldn't pull down anymore? Yeah, that eventually they'd have to replace that. But I don't believe that. I think no, that is... It would, a, who told? Who fed you that? Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't believe it. I just It was like, no, no, that's, here's what happens. There's a roll up there and a roll down there, and it just goes in one direction, and then they replace the roll. No, no they no. don't. No, no, no. It's, just that, a, it's like an, an eight-foot-long towel that keeps running in, in circles uh, that, that is everybody so, is wiping their hands on. Yeah, I, I will say this. When it comes to the Christmas ho- holiday, nothing makes you feel like an adult to when you start to get functional gifts. Like, instead of actual fun gifts, when all your gifts become functional, that's when you know the change has been made and that Christmas is entirely different than it used well, to be. Well, there is some point where you go... Oh, cool! A sweater. I want oh, that's a sweater. True. That's true. I, I don't know. I, don't, I can't. I can't point to, to a day on the calendar where the day before it was, oh man, a sweater, and the day after it was like, oh cool, a sweater. I needed one. Or even when it comes to socks, yeah. When you're like, like oh, oh great, thank you. I needed more of those. I don't think about that as yeah. much. I, I needed some extra socks. Yeah, because I used to. I used to. You know, we used to make fun of my dad because he would get socks. He was like, oh, this is great. This is exactly what I need. It's like really, yeah. Come on. But then you get to that certain age where you go. Finally, I needed some socks. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't have to go buy my own. This is actually helpful. Yeah. Yeah. There's. You're right. There's that. It, it hits, and I don't know when. You can't really pinpoint it. But when you go, or when you get, here's the one that did it for me. When I knew I was like, 
kind of old now when I got a digital tire gauge. <laughs> and I go, oh, man, that yeah. I need it because it gets cold on. Sometimes I don't know. My tire looks flat. Now I can check it and see exactly if I need to put air in it. And, uh, yeah. and there's no reason I should be that excited for it, yeah. but yet I was. A meat thermometer? What? Yes! Yay! Bring it on. Barbecuing utensils? This is even better. It's the greatest Christmas ever. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson. We'll take a break for news, and when we come back, we will rank the Rankin and Bass specials. Oh, yeah. So we're talking about... Ru- Taking your first step. Put one foot in front of the other. Mickey Rooney is Santa. That's a choice. Walking across the floor. A great song, by the way, here. in front of the other. Is this Santa Claus coming down? Yes. out the door. It is Mike and Molson here with you on this Christmas Spectacular on Thursday, December 21st. A prelude to tomorrow's Ghosts of Christmas Past special. Be a best of, so make sure you tune in for that, including the infamous Ed Asner interview. We'll oh, have, yeah. We'll have that tomorrow. But 217-629-7970, we are now going to rank the Rankin and Bass holiday specials. They, they did way more than the holidays, I did not realize. They did a lot of things, yes. and, uh, you know, there's like a small subset of one that they just did brilliantly and you wait for them every year and then there's a bunch of spin-offs where you go why did we do this yeah so 217-629-7970 give us your favorite Rankin and Bass special uh, a list was put together for us to kind of as a, as a launching off point okay uh, from Vulture uh, that put them the this is just the holiday specials right they did much more than just holidays but we just want to focus obviously on the holiday ones 18 of them they have ranked here from Vulture, and they rank them from worst to first. Okay. So we can kind of go there with the list, but 217-629-7970. Which one do you look forward yeah, to? Yeah, which one do you look forward to? Here's some that you will not look forward to, and they actually give a synopsis as well, because some of these I haven't even heard of. Yeah. Uh, number 18, the worst of them, they say, is something called the Cricket on the Hearth from 1967. The Cricket on the Hearth. They say the second Rankin and Bass special is easily the worst. A loose adaptation of the 1845 Charles Dickens novella right. that's dated, sexist, and boring. Because nothing kids like better than 19th century <laughs> gloom from the United Kingdom. The Cricket and the Hearth. Yes. Uh, Roddy McDowell voices the Cricket, while real-life father and daughter Danny and Marlo Thomas play Caleb and Bertha. Oh, God. Caleb <laughs> and Bertha. Bertha. Uh, respectively, with the fic- fictional dad struggling to see his daughter growing into a woman. It's an incredibly unsettling tale in which she can only be defined by her relationship to a man. This is a Christmas story? Yes. First her father <laughs> and then her husband. References include paying any attention to the words of a gushing female and lines such as, Look up, your little girl's a lady. It's so creepy that even Rudolph and Frosty would hate it. So that is number 18. No kidding. That is uh, from Rankin and Bass. miserable. The Cricket on the Hearth. Sit down, kids. It's time for the Cricket on the Hearth. <laughs> no. no. The, <laughs> what did we do wrong? We were good this year, I swear. I don't understand that one. Yeah, so once again, we're ranking the Rankin and Bass Christmas specials. 217-629-7970. Which one's your favorite? Uh, number 17 on their list from Vulture is the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold. They say this is... Yeah. this trying, is, trying to do a mashup crossover kind of thing. They say this is the weirdest one ever, one that's almost entirely forgotten by history. It's about a leprechaun named Blarney 
Killarney. <laughs> of course it is. Who guards a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Art Carney's presence is always welcome, but yeah. this one has some pretty weak music and a half-hearted holiday connection. The most memorable thing about this might be the trivia that Arthur Rankin Jr. wanted to bury prizes in random places around the country for children to find like they were searching for leprechaun's gold, but the idea was scrapped because of safety concerns. <laughs> Imagine if it wasn't and the kids were digging up properties all over the place for a Christmas special. So that's number 17. Uh, number 16 on this list from Vulture. Remember, 217-629-7970, your favorite of the Rankin and Bass Christmas specials. Number 16, Pinocchio's Christmas from 1980. Pinocchio. Yeah, th- this this need to sort of smush things into Christmas that, that shouldn't be there. Yeah, that doesn't need to belong. Here's the other ones that are coming in at 15 and 14, respectively. They nailed it with Rudolph. That may be the number one. Yeah. Right now, that's number, solid. number one in the clubhouse, unless we get calls to the opposite of, for, you know, for Nestor the Long-Eared Donkey or whatever it right. may be. But then they tried to expand upon the the universe of Rudolph. You had Rudolph's Shiny New Year oh, that's from right. 1976, which is an absolute turd, garbage, garbage. turd in the punch bowl. Uh, it came about during a pretty, pretty busy time for them. Uh, basically, the movie is Rudolph is asked to help find the baby New Year before midnight, or it could be December 31st forever. This isn't Rudolph's job. No. That's, how the hell did he get yeah. involved in all this? That's the problem. It breaks the logic of canon. And then they decide, well, you know what? That was from 1976. They thought that was so good. Coming in at number 14, expanding the Rudolph universe, is Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. Also, another turd in the punch bowl. Wow. Did not have to be made. Yeah. You know uh, how so much entertainment nowadays is weaponized nostalgia, trying to remind people of something they loved once before? This is what Rankin and Bass did with this. It's the Infinity War of Christmas specials, bringing back Billy Mae Richards as Rudolph, Jackie Vernon as Frosty, and Mickey Rooney as Santa Claus himself. At one hour and 37 minutes, it's also as long as a full movie. It even played in theaters for a few weeks in 1979 before premiering on ABC later that year. It's fine enough in some moments, but it's also undeniably way too long, content to repeat things people saw in love before, usually more than once. They also did the Easter Bunnies coming to town. Oh, you can't yeah. do that. So, I mean, there was always, they always were trying to mush these things together that don't go together. Also, they made, uh, coming in number 13 of their worst, the worst of first, The First Christmas, The Story of the First Christmas Snow. That was from 1975. Oh. Uh, then in number 12, their version of A Christmas Carol was The Stingiest Man in Town, which was animated in 1978. They say it's actually kind of surprising that it took Rankin and Bass to the late 70s to get to Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol because they wanted a cricket and a hearth right. first. Right. They wanted to make sure they got that one covered. <laughs> Everyone loves that so yeah. much. We all know Christmas Carol. Yeah. Number 11 on their list is Jack Frost yeah. from 1979. Okay. Now here's their top 10. Uh, number 10 is The Life and Adventure of Santa Claus from 1985. I don't remember that at all. I don't know that one either. That made the worst list yesterday that we talked about. Uh, they say this one is weird, but mostly in a good way. At basically, by the end of the run of Rankin and Bass, yada, yada. They say it's Santa's, it's Santa's origin story, which is basically different from what they did with the origin story. Isn't that the Santa thing? Claus we, coming we, to town. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. 
Number nine is The Little Drummer Boy, book two. Why do we need a, <laughs> why does it need a sequel to The Little Drummer Boy? That seems superfluous uh, right. at best. After he moved to Seattle and started yeah. a grunge band. He started, then he met Eddie Vedder in the manger. <laughs> and they had Pearl Jam to give to the young baby Jesus. Uh, Frosty's Winter Wonderland comes in at number uh, eight. Yeah, trying to milk Frosty. Jimmy Durante replaced by Andy Griffith as the narrator this okay. time. Bringing Jack Frost into Frosty. They did a lot of cross promotion that didn't need to be. Yeah, yeah. The wintry villain is jealous of Frosty's magic hat and tries to steal it from him, while Frosty longs for a snow woman he can call his own. And I tell you, you can also tell the quality of Rankin Bass if it was claymation or just animation. animated. Yeah, if it's just animated. Animated ones are awful. Oh, crap. Twas the Night Before Christmas comes in at number seven from 1974. The original Little Drummer Boy from 1968 is number six. That's a good one. one. That's well done. Here's their top five. Five, according to Vulture, okay. of the Rankin and Bass holiday specials. You get number five, Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey. Really? Yes. At You're least a fan of that one. Yeah, it, it's an original, at least. Yeah. I mean, so you got to give it that. Uh, all the pieces fit, add some country twang via Gene Autry's song and Roger Miller's narration, and you have a hit. Despite the obvious remake quality, Nestor is a character who's impossible to dislike, and his special grows in emotional power as it unfolds. But there Nestor. really wasn't a lot of. I mean, it, Nestor didn't hang around. It's not like, no. and you can find, uh, you know, a cutout of Frosty and on people's windows or a Rudolph. Yeah, no one's, you know, no one's, no one's flying their Nestor, the long-eared donkey. Talks about Nestor. No one's putting long-eared donkeys on their car and driving around <laughs> like an idiot. Uh, number four. Now this is where I, I disagree with this ranking here. Number four, they have Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. Just ahead of the year without a Santa Claus, I would flip those two. <sighs> I, I prefer Santa Claus is coming to town over a year without a Santa Claus when it comes down to it. Yeah, I, hmm, that's a tough one. That was a tough call. And and to be honest, I would put both of those ahead of Frosty the Snowman, which they say is number two. Frosty is animated. It's fine. It's got Jimmy Durante. Yeah. But I would probably go Frosty for Year without a Santa Claus, stay at three, and then Santa Claus is coming to town is my two. Yeah. But I could I could see where you would pro- may want year without a Santa Claus because of the heat miser, cold miser thing going on. I think that's the thing that brings it together. Those are great characters. Yeah, they are. And then of course, number one, the best Rankin and Bass Christmas special of all time from nineteen sixty four is none other than Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, well I mean, done. Yeah, with one Burl Ives. Who we talked about earlier on in the show? Um, yeah, you know, Frosty. Frosty does cross the uh, animated versus claymation uh, boundary. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay, animated. That that's fine. Um, but it's still not great. I just. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. But I, it's. But it's soft. But it's not. It's there's nothing wrong with it. No, no, it works. It's definitely top four. It does what it's supposed to do. I mean, there's a there's a clear line of delineation when it comes to ranking the bass specials between the top four of you without a Santa Claus, Santa Claus coming to town, Frosty the Snowman, and Rudolph, and the rest. Yeah. So isn't that funny that they had four home runs? Yeah. And then ninety just absolute clunkers. Yeah. With when Nestor the Long-Eared Donkey is your fifth best. You've had issues. Yeah. You should have just stopped while you're ahead there, Rankin and Bass. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson. We'll take our final break uh, for this uh, particular show. Little Drummer Boy, book two. Yeah. This time it's personal. <laughs> this time he's drumming for his life. <laughs> uh, and someone wants him dead. 
he's going to take on Hans Gruber. Uh, we will we will wrap up the show with some Christmas memories, and we have to play. We already played Please Daddy Don't Get Drunk at Christmas, but back in the day, a caller, Lokia, mm-hmm. gave us what may be the best ver- talk. But I, I like that we can, it's something we can count on. It's, it's, like, it's like you're a hot Andy Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying I'm hot. I appreciate that. Well, I yeah. love Andy Williams. Nice that we can get to uh, kind of expect it now each year. You're like a hot Andy Williams. <laughs> okay, thanks for that wonderful comparison. Yeah, yeah, that'd be something you do every year, kind of like you're, a, you're like you're a hot Andy Williams. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most wonderful. Do you still use that? You still use that line, the hot Andy Williams line? Well, I mean, I, I don't really have an opportunity to talk to attractive actresses anymore. Uh, I just mean in your everyday life. That one, no, you, no. You know, when you go to like a, someone in a Christmas play, be like, wow, you, you, you do a, this every year? It was a classic Mike and Molson Easter egg. You would listen for me to say that yes. in the middle of an interview. Whenever we were talking to an actress, it was right. It, it was this time of year that we'd always get those that were going to be on Hallmark or Lifetime, yeah. and it started with Alicia Witt. Which, by the way, you will hear that original hot Andy Williams line tomorrow on the Ghost of Christmas okay. Pass. That'll be in the six o'clock hour. Then it was Vivica A. Fox who had the best reaction to yeah. it, and the last one you heard was Jody Sweeten, who I don't know if she knew who Andy Williams was. Yeah, but they all laughed. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Vivica I, is probably still telling the story to this day. You'll, you're right, she exactly. cracked up at that exactly. One. She's like, you never believe I was doing yeah, a race. To this and day, to this day, the best compliment I've ever got in my life was I was a hot Andy Williams. So there you go. Uh, we will wrap up the show here. A couple of the songs I wanted to get to that don't make the cut for the Ghost of Christmas Pass. We're not going to have a white Christmas here, unfortunately. But you ever want to hear an emotional white Christmas? Here's Otis Redding, my oh, friend. No I am dreaming Dreaming of a So damn good. Why did he get on that plane? Out of all the people. Yeah. Honey, I mean, Leonard Skinner, I, I get. But. I mean, why Why couldn't have, like, Fogelberg got on there earlier or something? gets into it at the end here. Christmas. That's great. I don't think I've heard that one before. That's a, that's a really good one. And, of course, bef- we can't 
we can't leave without playing this. This was brought to our attention by a wonderful listener, Lokia, back in the day, when we were talking about the definitive versions of certain yeah. Christmas songs. We didn't know this existed, and, it, and, and you, you, when you hear who it is and when it was recorded, you go, what? Yes. So this was on an episode of Benson. Yeah. And this is Robert Guillaume singing Oh Holy Night. And it disappeared from the internet for the longest time, but it's back, and we're glad. Here it is. Gentlemen, Robert Guillaume Benson just belting out Old Holy Night. That's and, and Old Holy Night is the one that gives me goosebumps every year. Yes, uh, no matter when when I hear it or where I hear it, but that version, oh yeah, is killer. It is so that's great. You can take your Silent Night and you can shove it. Yeah, we don't and, and and you we go. Got this. You got this. You just look up Benson. Oh, Holy Night, yeah. and you're good to go. The story's the same. Yeah, exactly. It's the exact same story, but a much better song yeah. and performed quite well I love that. by Robert Guillaume. So thank you, Johnny, for uh, coming in today, and uh, you'll hear more of us and our ridiculousness uh, tomorrow during the Ghost of Christmas Past special. So tune in for that, and just, you know, have a Merry Christmas.